0: Welcome, Sazlow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 9th of January. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jarn-Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800 747 We got a lot going on, I'm in a pretty good mood today. Our favorite little basketball team, the Miami Heat, they won last night. They get back to six games over five hundred at 20-14. and 14. Good win against a Rockets team that's pretty good, but terrible on the road. So the Heat did exactly what they're supposed to do. We got the national championship from last night. And hey, the NFL playoffs, they're here, man. This weekend, right around the corner, NBA's in full swing. You got the National Hockey League. Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-minute st- stats, news, odds, Additional odds lines and trends and info on both desktop and mobile versions. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head to Bet Online today, get into the action, see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So it's Tuesday, which means we got Twitter Jam. Uh, no spoilers, but. Twitter Jam is probably going to be on the Dolphins. Okay, very good. We got the Panthers back in action tonight. They're at St. Louis. They're looking to sweep this road trip. Looking for an eighth consecutive win. So, a very hot Panther team tonight. That's going to grab your attention. Personal stuff, which I mentioned uh, yesterday. You're going to be... uh, We got good stuff for Zaslow Show 2.0. And also... You're going to be hearing me a lot more on ESPN Radio. Nationally, I'm going to be doing a lot more shows with them, which is great news as well. So I appreciate everybody who has supported me in both avenues. Locally, Zaslo Show 2.0, and of course nationally, hearing me on ESPN Radio. So, we got Twitter Jam coming up today. You know how we do. We got some NBA news. Uh, We're going to start out, though, with the national championship from last night. So... I'm, I'm watching the Heat game on the big TV. I got the national championship on the small TV. By the way, shout out to the national championship. You know, it said, you know how it says, okay, 7.30, ESPN 7.30, national championship, Michigan, Washington. And I'm like, you know, I, I said to my son, it was like a little before seven, I say, hey, what time's the national championship start? He, he's at the point, by the way, his teenager is 15 this month. He's at the point... He knows so much more than I do about all sports. No, just has all the information. He is so much more aware of what's going on than I am. And so, it's a little before 7. Say, hey, what time's the national championship tonight? He goes, 7.30. I go, oh, okay, so so more like 8 o'clock. Like, that, that's when the game's going to be. Because <clears throat> ESPN is clearly doing the trick where games at 7.30, but no, 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 that's the pregame show. Games not till 8.00. Which really means like 8.20. Shout out to the National Championship for fooling me. I, I looked, the game starts, I looked at my phone, it wasn't even 8 o'clock yet. At 7.59, the game was in the middle of the first quarter. Oh, hashtag blessed, middle of the first quarter. It's not even 8 o'clock? Come on, that's what I'm talking about there that's that's beautiful don't give me this bullshit about oh west coast games are gonna start at 4 30 it's the national championship people are gonna watch wherever they are whatever time it is and they were in houston which is an hour behind i believe so that's a 6 30 local start no problem everyone's gonna get there hashtag blessed so the game ended at a very reasonable time game was over before 10 o'clock before 11 o'clock excuse me that's beautiful I mean, think about this. How many BCS, because we're going back in time a few years, how many BCS National Championship games did you fall asleep before the ending? Game ends at like 1230. God bless last night, the start time of that game. So, look, Michigan, I always liked Michigan. I've always liked them since I was a kid. Glenn Rice, my all-time favorite player. I mean, my hero growing up. So, ever since Glenn Rice and Michigan winning the 1988 National Championship. Glenn Rice, my all-time favorite player. And, <laughs> which was so cool that the Heat would then draft him. Because, like, I knew who he was. I was seven years old. I knew who he was because Michigan just won the National Championship. And then the Heat trapped. It's like, oh, man, this guy's my favorite now. It was great. So, uh, I always liked Michigan. Fab five. I was a huge Chris Webber fan. Webber, Jawan Howard, Ray Jackson, Jimmy King, uh, Jalen Rose. Huge Michigan Fab Five fan, Steve Fisher. And so, I've always liked Michigan. And now, as far as Michigan football goes, I've always dug Michigan football too, but they haven't been shit. You know, they they, they won. It was Beckler in 97. Then it's Lloyd Carr. Then you have Rich Rodriguez. You got Brady Hoke. And and eventually, you make your way to Harbaugh. And so, Harbaugh, though, the, fir- the first handful of years... Couldn't beat Ohio State. I mean, was never able to beat Urban Meyer. And, and did not have any big, you know, just couldn't win the big games. And I felt Harbaugh was super overrated at that point. You know, obviously he didn't win at Stanford. I mean, it's Stanford. But then he gets to San Francisco. They were great. Couldn't win the Super Bowl. Gets to Michigan. Really good teams. Can't beat Ohio State. I thought he was super overrated. And now finally, the last few years, he's owned Ryan Day and Ohio State. And Michigan's the big bad now. So, I haven't really cared so much about Michigan football, but now that they've been in the spotlight again the last years, I always like Michigan. I always root for Michigan. So, I'm really happy they won last night. I saw most of the experts were picking Washington. You know, I'm not this college football aficionado. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know all the ins and outs of college football. I I do not. But Washington, it seemed like the media really thought Washington was going to win that game last night. And look, final score 34-13. Game was pretty close. Michigan's up 17-3. that it's 20-13. Michigan, they get the ball back. They get a big score. They drive down the field. They punch it in 27-13. We're in the middle of the fourth quarter. But even at that point, Washington's driving down the field. If they score and they get a stop, then we got something. You got a big 32-yard gain, and it gets called back with a hold, phantom hold, change the game. Michigan ends up getting a turnover. They take it all the way back. Then they punch it in 34-13. Boom. That's your ball game. Harbaugh, he's the uh, uh, national champion head coach. How about that Harbaugh family? By the way, that Jack Harbaugh, the father, I mean, that's like, it's like Avengers Endgame where Steve Rogers, Captain America, he, he, it's an older version of him that shows up. That's what Jack Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh look like. Jack Harbaugh looks like Jim Harbaugh 30 years from now. What a coaching family. Between the father, the two brothers now, who have a Super Bowl win and a national championship win. I'm happy that Michigan won. I also think Harbaugh stays. You know, does Harbaugh want to win a Super Bowl? Probably. And we'll get to more of that coming up with big deal, not a big deal. But you go to the NFL and it's a completely different ballgame. But from this perspective where he is now forever a god at Michigan, a god, he owns Ann Arbor. He's always going to get everything he wants at that school. And then you go to, I don't know, it could be the Raiders, whatever, but just for instance, now Mark Davis is your boss. Like, there's always going to be an owner at whatever NFL team you decide to go to. And you're never, it's never going to be as good. Do you want the challenge of winning a Super Bowl? Yeah, maybe he does. But it's never going to be as good as it is right now. So, I know there's a lot... I, I, mo- I think most people feel Harbaugh's going to leave. I don't. I don't think he's stupid. I think he knows. I got a great thing here. And there's no going back, by the way. Like, the first time that he leaves the NFL... For Michigan, he says to himself, Alright, I can always go back to the NFL. But this time around, like he's never to coach another college team that's not Michigan. He's a Michigan man. This time around, you can't say, Alright, I could always go back to Michigan if it doesn't work out in the NFL. No. That's over with. If you give up, you give this up, this lifestyle, you're never the head coach at Michigan again. You could always go back and be head coach in the NFL. Probably one of the reasons he decided it was time to go give it a try at Michigan. But it's all worked out so great, he's a national champion and owns Ann Arbor. can never go back. I don't think he leaves. and, and, And by the way, so enjoyed the game for the most part. And... I will tell you this. We know that it's a storyline today about Michigan and the cheating and the sign stealing and all that. If I'm Michigan, holy shit, do I not care? If some I'm a Michigan alum fan whatever, and somebody comes up to me and says, "Yeah, but this championship is tainted because of the sign stealing and the cheating." You know what I do? I laugh in their face so hard. I, I couldn't care less if somebody tells me that championship is tainted. Doesn't take away how I felt last night. Doesn't take away how I felt throughout the season. Doesn't take away how I feel right now if I'm a Michigan person and winning the national championship. Let other people say it's tainted. Couldn't care less. Hey, do you think a, pa- a single New England Patriot fan cares when you tell them about all the times that you cheated? that the championship, the Super Bowl, is tainted. You think any Patriot fan cares? You think they'd do anything other than laugh in your face? And for instance, you know, with the Miami Heat, when they won in 2006, and Bennett Salvatore makes all the, the, the calls, or Dwayne Wade gets the free throw line 100 times, Mark Cuban, biggest fucking crybaby, and, and it's all oh, the championship. You, you wouldn't have won if not for all those fouls. All oh, the game was fixed for you. You know how hard I laugh in your face? I mean, I couldn't care less. So you want to say that it's tainted? It doesn't mean as much. You can feel that way. But if I'm a Michigan person, my God, do I not care. So there's some for you on the national championship. Now, let's get to Dolphins. So the game's this Saturday night on Peacock. And I'm going to get to that in a moment here. All right. In general, as far as the game, well, actually, you know what? Let's get into that right now. So the game's on Peacock. And it's caused a bit of a stir. We've been heading... It shouldn't surprise anyone that the game's on Peacock, that the game's on a streaming service. We've been heading in this direction. I mean, you've had games on Amazon Prime the last couple years. We were always going to get to a place where there was then going to be a playoff game on a streaming service because the NFL, they don't give a fuck. The NFL is all about making money and they know you're going to fork over the money and they're the big bad and even if you don't fork over the money, it doesn't matter to them. They're going to do whatever they want to make more money. They're the greediest pigs out there because they can. So, this is not a surprise. The part though, that I don't understand. All the bitching and moaning, and it's either coming from uh. uh you know, I'm hearing it from, from Dolphin fans, but here's the thing. The game is still on locally. I mentioned this yesterday. There's a lot of Dolphin fans. Maybe you know by now. I don't know. But there's a lot of Dolphin fans who don't think the game is on locally. The game is on locally. Like always. Always. If you're a Dolphin fan here in South Florida, the game is on NBC6 Saturday night. Now, it's also on Peacock. And if you are out of town, then the only way to watch it is on Peacock. But locally, the Dolphins are always available. So you're good. If you're not local, you have two options. You can go to the bar right across the street. They're going to have Peacock. They're going to be showing the game. It's the only playoff game on. They're going to be showing it. Believe that. Your second option is go to Peacock right now get a one-month subscription for five ninety-nine, dollars And my points. and I don't want to sound callous. I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, I'm not counting your money for you. But you're such a huge sports fan. You're such a huge Dolphins fan. You don't have $5.99 to watch a Dolphin playoff game. And if you don't have $5.99 to watch a Dolphin playoff game, that's okay. But I would say... Your anger at not being able to see the Dolphins is not even remotely what you should be focused on. And I'm not saying that to sound callous. What I mean is if, you're, if, if your finances are so tight that you can't spend the $5.99, that's okay. And getting mad about a Dolphins game really doesn't seem like a big thing in the big picture. There are other things going on. It's not that big a deal. If you If you can't afford the six hours to watch the Dolphins game, it's really not that big a deal. It's not something to get so worked up about because clearly there are more important things in all of our life. But it's $5.99. It's half the price of a movie. It's the price of your, of your coffee at Starbucks. And if you want to talk about going to NFL games, it's like 1 100th. Of the price of taking your family to the game. Is $5.99 worth all the bitching? About having to get Peacock to watch the Dolphin game? And by the way, the Dolphin game does not cost $5.99. The Dolphin game, the playoff game, is on a channel that costs $5.99. The channel is $5.99. Not the game. The channel... It's $5.99. Just like if you're watching the Miami Heat in the playoffs or you're watching the Florida Panthers in the playoffs. Those games are on ESPN and TNT. Those channels aren't free. You have to pay for ESPN. You're not paying for the Heat on ESPN. You're paying for ESPN, and that's the channel that the Heat game is on. The Panthers are on TNT in the playoffs. You're not paying for the Panther playoff game. The games on TNT, you're paying for TNT. You pay for cable, right? Cable's not free. You're paying to have those games available. You're not paying for the game. You're paying for the channel. And if you don't have cable, you're paying for ESPN Plus. However much that is a month, $8.99, whatever it is, so that you can watch the NBA playoffs, so that you can watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. You're paying for ESPN Plus because that's where the game's being broadcast. The Dolphin playoff game this weekend is being broadcast on Peacock. You're going to pay for Peacock if you don't already have it, so that you can watch the channel that has the game. Matter of fact, for all the bitching and moaning about the NFL, and I'm not trying to defend the NFL. They're greedy pigs. We all know that. But I just think the complaining about the Dolphin game being on Peacock is a little out of whack. Because the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, our local team, the NFL is the only one of our major North American sports that you don't have to pay to watch your local team. Every Dolphin regular season game is on CBS or Fox. That's an over the air broadcast network, broadcast television channel. If you have a television set with an antenna, you get the Dolphin games. You do not have to pay for them. If you want to watch the Heat, if you want to watch the Panthers, if you want to watch the Marlins, all those games are on regional sports networks. Those are not free. You're paying for all of them. Either through cable or to order the, order the channel standalone, the Bally app. The Dolphins and the NFL are the only team you watch the regular season games for free. You're paying for Heat regular season. You're paying for Panther regular season. You're paying for Marlin regular season. You're paying for the playoff games for all of those. The NFL... Now, we're mad, or you're mad. I'm not mad, but you're mad because we've gotten this shit for free our whole life. And now, for the first time ever... The Dolphin fan, not locally, has gotten the unlucky draw of being the one out of the six games in Super Wild Card Weekend that is on a service you have to pay for. Every other game's either on CBS, Fox, or NBC. This one is on Peacock, and you gotta pay for that channel, because it's not on over the air broadcast television. But the Dolphins in the NFL are the only regular season you don't pay for. See, I gotta have a little bit of perspective. You're paying for the Heat. You're paying for the Panthers. You're paying for the Marlins. The Dolphins are the only one you don't pay for. So anyway, I don't get all the bitching and moaning about it. I do have a little bit of a problem this Saturday night, and it doesn't have to do with how I'm watching the Dolph, or ha- what channel I'm watching the Dolphin game on. So, my wife told me like weeks ago, we're going out with... A friend of hers, a coworker, uh, several co-workers, couples. I don't know how many of us it is. I don't even know where we're going, but I obviously agreed to it because I, I whatever. Like it's fine. I, I I like going out with my wife, and I'm okay going out with other people as long as they don't think like like I'm I'm definitely not there to entertain anybody. I'm people are excited Oh, nice. I can't wait to meet you your husband. I, you're you're. It's such a letdown. I'm so boring. I I am I am not a party when we go out. I'm pretty chill. It's a huge letdown for all these people when they go out with me. But I'm down to go out. Whatever. It's this Saturday night we're going out. And then the Dolphins schedule comes out and the game's at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. Now, I don't know what time dinner is. Dinner might be at 6, and then that will line up okay. But if dinner's at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock, what am I doing in that spot? I mean, the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game in 23 years. They've only been to the playoffs three times in the last 20 years. I have to watch the game. So I got two options. And my wife's not going to like either one of them. And we started to have this conversation last night. And she's not happy. My two options are, one, I don't go. I tell her, I'm out. And that'll be embarrassing for her because everyone else is there with couples. And she's going to be stagged. That sucks for her. Or, I like I told her last night, I I can go and I'm just going to watch the whole game on my phone while we're sitting there. Are you going to be angry with that? And she said yes. I'm like, uh, well, all right, well, what do you want me to do? And, you know, so then I get the whole, well, you can just record the game. Okay, first of all, there's no way recording the Dolphin playoff game that somehow I'm not going to find out what happened while I'm there. Because I'm certainly not going back and watching a game knowing the outcome. That's for sure. And the second part is, it's the playoffs! I'm not recording a playoff game! You don't do that! So, I could either not go, or I could sit there, and, like, I'm being rude to everybody, you know? Although, wouldn't the other husbands understand? But I'm gonna have... I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna hope the dinner's at, like, 6. And then maybe I have to watch a little bit of the first quarter on my phone? I don't know that I particularly... Like... I would really like to watch the game at home. But, I'm not sure it's worth the... I'm not sure if it's worth the hassle of making my wife upset to not go. I think I'm just going to go and watch what I hope is only the first quarter on my phone. I mean, how bad could it be? I'm going to have the game right in front of me on my phone. That's it. It's like... You know, it's not like if it were a Stan- Stanley Cup Finals game... I tell my wife immediately, yeah, I'm out. If it's a Heat NBA Finals game, I'm out. Dolphin playoff game. I feel like like the, like the game moves slow enough that I feel like I could pay good enough attention watching on my phone. Hopefully just the first quarter at the restaurant. I mean, it's a major difference. You go back t- 15, 20 years ago, I tell her immediately, I'm out, not going with you. At this point in my life, I could probably get away with just watching it on my phone. Not the whole game, I'm hoping it's the first quarter. If dinner is at 8 p.m., then I have to re- reassess the situation. But if dinner's at like 6, 6 30, I think I'm probably gonna go and just watch the game on my phone. Anyway, not an ideal scenario. I'll tell you though, what is an ideal scenario? And that's if I'm watching the game at home. You know I'm going to have a Johnny Cuba in my hand. That's right. Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zazlo Show 2.0. The most delicioso beer you've ever had in your life. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Imaz. I've been telling you about Johnny Cuba for a while now. It's European roots of the Caribbean soul. Perfect for us here in South Florida. Refreshing German lager in a can. That's how you'll enjoy the Dolphin game this Saturday night. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. So, I have zero confidence in the Dolphins this weekend. Zero confidence. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think they could win this weekend. I don't think they're going to. We found out yesterday, Jerome Baker, after returning, he's done for the year. Andrew Van Ginkle, also out. Likely done for the year. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen injuries hit a good team the way that they have this Dolphin team. Think about all the major pieces they have out now. Xavier Howard, don't know what his status is this weekend. Van Ginkle, done. Chubb, done. Baker, done. Phillips, done. Just annihilated. Just decimated defensively. I have zero confidence in this team right now. And what I mean by that is, I don't care about winning a playoff game. I want to win the Super Bowl. That's been the goal for most of the season, is to get to the Super Bowl. And does this team have a chance to win a playoff game? Yes. Does this team have a chance to win a Super Bowl? No. Absolutely not. And so for me, and that's because of all the injuries. So for me, we're going into this playoffs, instead of having a ton of hope, And a ton of excitement. This team is dead man walking. And that's the most disappointing part. I'm not trying to win a playoff game. I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. And because of all these injuries, it's been taken away. They have no chance. Do they have a chance this weekend against Kansas City? Yes. Do they have a chance to get to the Super Bowl? Not even close. Not even close. And... I want to address all the Tua hate that's going on right now. As far as all the Tua hate goes, this is what comes with being a top quarterback. I'm a big Tua fan. But you have to be fair. Sports talk show hosts love being right. Some of them will dig their feet in so hard because they'd rather be right than let's say, their team do well. Like, for me, I hate Kyle Lowry. But I would like him to play well because I want my team to win. I don't think he's going to play well, but I would like to be wrong about that. I'm a big Tua guy. I think the Dolphins can win with Tua. But I'm okay admitting that this last few games of the season and certainly Tua's performance on Sunday night is a massive disappointment. And it's okay to be critical of him. This is what comes with being a top quarterback. This kind of criticism. This kind of expectation. And a fan base that is reacting to losing a very meaningful game, this is what you get directed at your franchise quarterback. And this is okay. Hell, the Los Angeles Lakers, there was a time, and I'm not trying to compare two it to Magic Johnson, but there was a time, even after Magic had already won an NBA Finals and was Finals MVP his rookie year, there was a time where he was referred to as Tragic Magic because he couldn't win the big game because they lost in the Finals to the Celtics. He was Tragic Magic Johnson. It's okay to be critical of your star player. It's okay to be angry with his performance. And it's certainly okay to say he needs to be better. That's not good enough. And I'm a to a guy, and I'm gonna sit here and tell you again, that performance Sunday night, not good enough. Not good enough. This is what comes with being a top quarterback. You're if you're a fan, don't you know? you'll have people telling you, this is not fair. It's not fair criticism of Tua. Not everything's his fault. We know everything's not his fault. You're allowed to be critical of Tua. You're allowed to point out when you're the number five overall pick in the draft, when you're selected to be a franchise quarterback, when you lead the league in passing yards, when you have the season you had, when you're a great offense, and when you're in your fourth year in the league, it's okay to be critical of the quarterback who doesn't come up big in that spot on Sunday night. It was the biggest game of his life. He's never even played a playoff game yet in his career. He's going to make his playoff debut this Saturday night. He's never won a playoff game. He has been selected to be a franchise quarterback, number five overall pick in the draft. He needs to win that game. He needs to make those plays. And if he doesn't, it's more than okay to be critical. Doesn't mean you hate Tua. Doesn't mean you don't think he could win. It's more than okay to be critical of him. All the talk about getting rid of him, that's stupid. They're not getting rid of him. They're going to pay him a lot of money this offseason because he proved what he's capable of. He just needs to go out there and do it. But the criticism right now, completely earned and justified for the fan base to feel that he came up Short. You got to be fair. That's not being a hater. That's being fair. Tua was literally drafted to win that game. And to complete those fourth quarter drives. He didn't do it. Which means he didn't do his job. The end. Be mad. It's the appropriate reaction. If you're a Dolphin fan. Now, there's this idea out there that Mike McDaniel... I saw Chris Perkins... Great dude, Sun Seno covers the Dolphins. Saw Chris Perkins, the headline was that if the Dolphins lose on Saturday night, Mike McDaniel should be on the hot seat. Mike McDaniel will be on the hot seat. Bullshit. No chance. The be- Mike McDaniel got here and has put together the best back-to-back seasons this team has had this century. He has made Tua into... More than a competent quarterback. A league-leading quarterback. Best offense in the league for most of the year. And if they don't win on the road in zero-degree weather at the defending Super Bowl champions against the greatest quarterback in the league right now in Patrick Mahomes, then Mike McDaniel is on the hot seat. Ridiculous. No chance. That's that's nonsensical. You want to talk about the criticism at Tua, whether it's fair, whether it's not fair, it is fair. You can be critical of Mike McDaniel too. Talking about getting rid of Tua, nonsensical. Talking about Mike McDaniel being on the hot seat, nonsensical. Got to be fair. All right, speaking of fair, it's Tuesday. You know how we do on Tuesdays. Let's get to this week's edition of Twitter Jam. So, Twitter Jam's topic this week, I told you, I didn't want to give out any spoilers, but I told you, likely going to be on the Dolphins, so let's get it going here. Twitter Jam is on the Dolphins, and, you know, like I just mentioned, Chris Perkins, he tweeted out, if the Dolphins lose Saturday, Mike McDaniel will certainly be certainly be on the hot seat. Well, this tweet is from Sauces Confirm. Okay, he seems he seems to, uh, he works for Finnsided. Alright, so he's a huge Dolphin fam. And he tweets out, if the Dolphins do not... Oh, look at this. He tweeted out pretty much the same thing I just said. If the Dolphins do not be the defending Super Bowl champs, led by the reigning MVP, on the road in the playoffs, they should fire the second-year coach that has brought them back-to-back playoff appearances for the first time in 20 years. And it's uh, a meme of Dr. Evil saying, right. All right, very good. Sauce is confirmed. We're on the same page, dog. This tweet here is from... That Dolphins realtor. All right, he's a a Dolphin fan, and he's a real estate agent. All right. Josh Allen had 400 yards. Had one more turnover than touchdowns. Seven points off a tip ball glitch. Equated to basically his entire offense. And couldn't close the game out. Dolphins lost that game. Don't let these Bills tell you they won. Cheers to a future Kansas City dub. All right. He's still confident. And I do agree. Yeah, Dolphins blew that game. They blew that game. Uh, Adam Beasley responds to Chris Perkins' tweet. Adam Beasley covers the Dolphins for uh, Pro Football Network. There should be a term for a coach who is somewhere between everything's great stay the course and hot seat. McDaniel is the best coach the Dolphins have had in a long time, and he also needs to make some hard decisions this offseason. Both things can be true. Emmanuel Acho, host of FS1 Speak starring Joy Taylor. He tweets out, Tua can't make that mistake with the game on the line. Can't happen. All of these Dolphins injuries will make the road to the Super Bowl tough, particularly given the Dolphins struggle with the best teams. Nonetheless, their record is officially zero and zero. Alright, I got a big problem with this. Number one, Amanda Watch has been a big Dolphins and Tua supporter all season. But I got a big problem with that whole notion their record is officially zero and zero. No. Everything we've seen leading up to this point, it counts. It matters. You don't just get to forget who they are and then add to it who they're not right now, which is the team they've been most of the season because of the injuries. These playoff teams, they're not 0-0. Zero and zero. The things they did in the regular season are who they are right now. And there's a reason why the Dolphins are opening on the road and Kansas City is hosting this game. One of these teams was 11-5, and the other one was also uh, no, Yeah, they were eleven five, and they won the head to, and they won the tiebreak. The tiebreak being they won their division. They also won head to head, which you do need to point out. So zero and zero, the Chiefs already beat the Dolphins this year. That matters. That game happened. That whole notion, everyone's zero and zero right now, is stupid. All right. This next tweet is from Carlin versus Joe. Those are my coworkers. I mean, ESPN Radio. Come on, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortinbaugh. And they tweet out, quote, the Miami Dolphins are an embarrassment. Chris Carlin, not impressed by the Dolphins or their fans. And here's the clip. The Miami
1: Dolphins are an embarrassment. What, what a terrible job that they did down the stretch of this season. And not only that, last night, it's for the division championship. The Dolphins have been awful for 20-plus years where they just haven't even been relevant. Wonder Boy's been in charge. You know, wearing his Air Force ones with the tag on him, looking cool and looking cool last night, giving up a 96 yard punt return for a touchdown. and by the way, it was Orchard Park South uh, at Hard Rock Stadium, which was basically a home game for the bills. Anything else? Anything else?
0: Show up) <laughs> That that last one gets the Miami faithful up in arms because that'll be brought up during NBA playoff time about how they get they're late to the arena and it's not a great environment. They're like No, no, no. People always come at the heat fans, heat culture, all this. And it's like, well, I mean, you just let the Bills mafia walk into your season, walk in your stadium. And take over for the biggest game of the year. Look, it is embarrassing the way the Dolphins finished this season. You can't really push back against that. As far as the crowd on Sunday night. Part of the reason, you well, a, a big reason you had so many Bills fans there. What was the percentage? I don't know. I really don't. A major reason why you had such a large percentage of Bills fans there. The weather in Buffalo. Right now, it's like they live on the wall in Game of Thrones. They're going to pay an absurd amount of money to have any excuse to get out of Buffalo and go to Miami and watch the Bills. Which, by the way, the Bills are the only thing they have in that godforsaken hellhole. And to get out of that weather on top of it and to support the only thing they have in their life, the Buffalo Bills, they're going to offer Dolphin season ticket holders an incredible amount of money. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and shame Dolphin season ticket holders. How could you do that? How could you sell your tickets to the other team's fan base? If you think that's why the Dolphins lost, oh my God, what a fucking soft team. So I certainly don't believe that that's the case. And I can't get on Dolphin fans. Do you know how expensive it is to go to games? Like, I would not have this perspective back when I was younger. You could never sell your ticket. And you certainly can't sell your ticket to Bills fans. But now, I'm an adult. I understand what it's like to be an adult and have responsibilities. I also know how much it costs to go to Dolphin games. And you got a Bills fan who's offering you $1,000 for your ticket? I'm sorry. I'm not shaming you for signing. I can't do it. I, I got to be a grown-up. I can't do it. So this next tweet, David Fioronis, he covers the Dolphins for the Sun-Sentinel. And he puts a quote here from Colin Cowherd, who has lost his fastball. He's not any good anymore. And he says, quote, The overwhelming talent and natural ability of Josh Allen were on display and Tua's clear limitations were. Uh, I agree. I have to agree. You know, like I said, when Josh Allen had the ball in the fourth quarter, I I felt he was going to will his team to win. When Tua had the ball in the fourth quarter, I did not. I, I was nervous. I never felt that way. When Josh Allen had the ball, even though Josh Allen had a shit game, I still felt he was going to do, he was going to put the team on his back and do whatever it takes to win. This next tweet is from Barstool Sports. Are the Dolphins too much of a finesse team, or is two just not good enough? And here's the clip.
2: I know it's it's funny to say finesse bitch team. But I think there's bigger problems than just being a finesse-bitch team because the Dolphins led the league in rushing. They, I think, either led the league or were way up in sacks. Like, in indicators that indicate you're not a finesse-bitch team, they were actually good. I, I just think the quarterback's not good enough. I think that's what it is, and I think the fact that he's a lefty that throws a softball makes them look more finesse bitch than they are. I think yeah. they lose games because the quarterback's not good enough. I, I don't think that's night. a little
1: too complicated. I, I think just <laughs> saying finesse bitch team makes it a lot easier for me.
2: But they're not a finesse bitch team. <laughs>
1: but it's a lot. But it's a lot easier for me, Brandon. It's uh, a lot easier for me when the Dolphins lose to just say finesse bitch team.
2: It's you, a fun. It's a good phrase. I don't mind the phrase. I don't think it applies to this particular team. I think overrated quarterback is the better is the better phrase yeah. because last night. As a, a Dolphins fan, and I don't want to to put that out there that big because I don't get as emotionally, I don't get as upset as Nikki Smokes or Frank the Tank do. So I'm I'm not, I don't want to play that role. But watching it, when Josh Allen got the ball, Josh Allen played it what a C plus game last night. Like he was not good, he was okay, but he he turned the ball over three times. He had two picks, and but every time he got it in the second half, I was scared. Of what he might do. And then when Tua got it, I was also scared for wildly different reasons.
0: Yeah, I don't think the Dolphins are a finesse team. When you are as good a running team as they are, that's not finesse. That's power football. I don't believe the Dolphins are a finesse team. I think it's two things. Well, I think it's a few things that work. I think number one, Tua wasn't good enough. He wasn't good. I don't think it's that he's not good enough overall. I think he wasn't good enough in that spot. Or he's not good enough at this point in his career. Number two, the injuries. Major, major, major factor. And number three, Bills are our daddies. Everyone has that team, that mountain they got to climb. The Bills are our daddies. Finally, last up here on Twitter Jam, this tweet is from our pal Damon Amendolara. He does uh, the DA show with Mike Babchik on SiriusXM Mad Dog Radio. I'm a huge fan. And DA tweets out I absolutely hate the NFL forcing Peacock down our throats for a playoff game. Could have easily told NBC to keep it on network TV. Total pig move. Here's the clue. I hate
1: it. I hate it for the fan. <laughs> I I hate it for the consumer. I hate it in a lot of regards. Yes, there is a harsh reality that, look, you just, this ends up happening across now our digital space where it's like, oh, this is on ESPN Plus and this is on Peacock. But the NFL could make this negotiation with NBC for their (laughs) rights package and say, you can put regular season games on, on Peacock. We'll even set you a Saturday night standalone game on Peacock or something like that. But what we won't do is take the playoffs away from the public. We will not make the public have to pay for another subscription. But the NFL can do it because the NFL knows it can squeeze blood from a rock. And it's why they're going to do more games internationally. It's why they go to more games for pay subscriptions like we do Amazon Thursdays, now playoff games on Peacock, and it sucks. And we could just say it. It doesn't have to be the reality that it is what it is. So we just have to do what it can be is different. The NFL can be different. They hold all of the leverage here, all the power. They don't need more money. They don't need to do a favor for Sunday Night Football. They don't need to, to give Ebersol or whoever at NBC a favor that NBC would pay for the package anyway. But they do because they know that we're suckers. And they know we'll pay, and that's the end of it. And they don't care. And it sucks it sucks today, it'll suck up until Saturday night. And everyone that complains about this has every right to complain about it. For a hundred years of football, it's been free playoffs. And from what I gather, they're doing okay with that. Model. Yeah,
0: I already told you how I feel about that. I, I, I think we I think we're upset that we've always gotten it for free, and now we have to pay. And I, I, I think it's I think most of us are taking the wrong perspective on this. I I don't want to now granted, look, I already have Peacock. WWE Network's on Peacock, but if I didn't yeah, I'd be forking over $5.99 for Peacock for one month. I don't think it's worth getting all angry about. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. All right, so there you go. I am I am happy, though, about the Heat's performance last night. Now, before we get to a little Heat basketball here, let me tell you guys about the only car dealership I personally endorse. You know I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting that exceptional experience that all of us deserve when we're making such an important purchase or, or you're leasing like a new car, all right? So if you want to enjoy a relaxed indoor car shopping experience and you want to make sure you get the car that's perfect for you and your family, I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, and SUVs of every make and model—you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty, so you know that's are covered. Hey, maybe you just want to have your current vehicle serviced. Well, did you know that they service all makes and models too? That's right. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're gonna get service—exceptional service. You're gonna be treated like royalty, and with prices less than many of those small shops. You're going to serve us with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Check out the entire inventory when you go to NFLSubaru.com. That's NFLSubaru.com for more details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. So, the Heat last night, fun performance against a Rocket team that, uh, solid team, terrible on the road. (laughs) And the Heat took it to them last night, a 120-113 to win. How about this? So, no Jimmy Butler. And I'll say this real quick. No Jimmy Butler has missed eight of the last nine games now. Next up for the Heat tomorrow night is also at home against Oklahoma City. No Caleb Martin either. And I got to be honest. Like, I'm annoyed at how little we've seen those guys. And the Heat are super secretive when it comes to injuries and all of that. So, I like, I don't know when to expect either of those guys back. And I, I've touched on this before. I do think, I think Heat culture... I think it loses a little bit of its edge when you treat the regular season like this. And look, the big the big picture is the big picture. The main thing is the main thing, right? And if Jimmy not playing a lot in the regular season benefits them to win a championship, I'm obviously all for it. But part of Heat culture was that they do things differently and that they take it all serious. And... Sitting throughout the regular season like this, treating the regular season like this, that's what every other team does. So I do think that heat culture loses a little bit of its edge if we're not playing all the time anymore. Now, there's a whole lot more to heat culture than just that, but that part of our team now is very similar to every other team. Like, we were different in that regard. We play. You know, Pat Riley, you remember Pat Riley? There's that story when he was with the Knicks. And I forget who it was. I think maybe it was Charles Smith. May have been before a playoff game. I don't remember. But he walks into the Knicks locker room and Charles Smith's not dressed. And Pat Riley says to him, why aren't you dressed? And he says, well, I'm hurt. And Pat Riley says, you can't give me five minutes tonight? And he says, yeah, I can give five minutes. He goes, then get dressed. So things have just changed, you know. And I I think as we've gravitated toward... You know, closer to dealing with this type of stuff. We, we're closer to all the other teams and the way they handle the regular season. As opposed to the way the Heat had always, you know, had always handled the regular season. I, I think Heat culture loses a little bit of its edge in that regard. Did anyone else notice last night? This was making me nuts. And I mentioned this on Twitter. And I I got minimal feedback. A couple people. But I'm watching the game yesterday, and any jump shots or three-pointers that are taken on the upper half of the court, not the lower half, the upper, as you're watching, left to right, they're taken on the upper half of the court, you're losing the ball off the screen. Meaning, when a corner three or a wing three or even some straightaway threes are attempted, the ball leaves the player's hand. And then it disappears above the screen. And then all of a sudden falls back into the net. Or bounces off the rim. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, just drops in the... The camera wasn't following the ball. And I thought to myself, I go, am I nuts? Is this always the way that we're watching games? And so I went back on social media to old highlights of, you know, any game. And the camera, like, I was right? The camera's supposed to follow the ball. The camera shot widens just a tad so you can watch the entire arc. And I even tweeted out, I recorded a shot from the game last night and tweeted out, I go, where's the ball? It leaves the player's hand, then it disappears, and then it falls back onto the rim. Like, I don't, what was happening last night with the broadcast on Bally? And that's, like, I don't even know, well, I mean, I think I do know what's responsible. It's the cameraman. Like, there's a guy behind the camera there, the hard camera, who's supposed to be following the ball. And, you know, you get all the, ah, Bally sucks, blah, blah. And, yes, Bally Sports, you know, has earned their reputation over the last few years. They fucking suck. But the camera guy is supposed to follow the ball. You know, it's, you should be able to see the basketball while watching a basketball game. It was making me nuts last night. I don't know. Anyway, the Heat win last night, 121-13, and yeah, 22 points, 12 rebounds from Bam. How, how about, let's take a look at this, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks got their shit kicked in by the Utah Jazz. I can't take the Bucks serious. I don't care that their record is good. <clears throat> you know, the Bucks, the Bucks record, and look, they're going to be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference when we get to the postseason. But I am not scared of that team. The Bucks are second in the East at 25-12. and the Heat are now 21, oh I said they were 20 and 14, the Heat are 21 and 15, so the Heat are just, they're three back in the lost column at Milwaukee. Milwaukee got their ass kicked last night by Utah, I cannot take that team serious, I am not afraid of that team if we play them in the playoffs, they can't defend, and the game, the day after, or the game after, Giannis calls everybody out, they get their shit kicked in at home by the Jazz, and that team sucks. I do not take Milwaukee serious, and let's take a look at the, at the Damian Lillard trade, all right? I already told you when I spoke with Joy Taylor last week. I would, if I could have a do-over, like like if the Heat can make that trade, presumably Hero Robinson Jaime Jaquez. Nope, would not do it. Would not do it. Let's take a look at the Lillard trade. All right, on a night that Milwaukee got blasted at home, Tyler Hero, twenty-eight points, ten of twenty from the floor, five for ten from three. Duncan Robinson, fourteen points, seven assists. Jaime Hawkes Jr., 14 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. That's the Lillard trade. I would not do that trade. I think everything worked out really, really nicely for the Heat. Really nicely for the Heat. So yesterday, the biggest news in the NBA. Draymond Green. Draymond Green finally talks. Haven't heard a peep out of him while he was getting the magic therapy. Well, magic therapy's over. He's able to return now. He's cured. He's fixed. He was on the bench the last game. In play, I don't know why, it's weird. He's got to ramp up. Got to ramp up. Draymond Green did his podcast yesterday, or maybe it was the night before. And the big quote that came from it was intended, you know, everyone's got to feel sorry for Draymond. He's a big victim. You got to have a lot of sympathy for the victim. Draymond Green, he's done he's been done wrong. Here was Draymond telling everybody, he had to be talked out of retiring.
3: I had a conversation with Adam Silver, commissioner of our league. I just told him, Adam, it's too much for me. Like, this is too much. It's all becoming too much for me. And I'm going to retire. And Adam said, ah, you're making a very rash decision. And I won't let you do that. You know, we had a long, great conversation. Very helpful to me. Very thankful. Uh, to play in a league with a commissioner like Adam, uh, who's more about helping you than hurting you or helping you than punishing you. Or, you know, he's more about the players.
0: All right, so there's a few things to digest there. The first thing I'll say off the bat, this is the biggest asshole I've seen in the NBA in a long time. All right? The whole idea he was going to retire is complete horseshit. I mean, I guess he's trying to get people to feel sorry for him. He's trying to get that sympathy vote. He comes off as a total asshole. He was going to retire. He's owed another $75 million. He's going to walk away from that because the NBA is not letting him punch and kick and choke players anymore. We're supposed to feel sorry for this guy that he's not being allowed to punch, kick, and choke other players? We're supposed to believe that he would throw away 75 million dollars because he's not being allowed to punch, kick, and choke players? That what became too much, Draymond? Not being allowed to injure players at your disposal? That was too much for you to handle? And Adam Silver, look. Adam Silver talking him out of retirement. Adam Silver talks him out of retirement because Draymond Green gets eyeballs, man. That's why Adam Silver... And you got an NBA deal that's coming up. And everyone likes talking about Draymond. And Adam Silver's not stupid. Adam Silver's trying to talk him out of retirement because of money. Not because he cares about Draymond Green's feelings. And if, like Draymond says, that Adam Silver... He cares about the players. If Adam Silver cared about the players, Draymond, he'd throw you out the league. You're out there injuring and punching and kicking and choking players. What about those guys? If Adam Silver cared about the players, he'd throw you out the league. And then Draymond reveals that a couple weeks ago, Steve Kerr went and visited him. And that he and Steve Kerr sat there crying together. Is that a fucking joke? Where did someone wrong Draymond Green? He punches Yusuf Nurkic. He chokes out Rudy Gobert. He punches out his teammate Jordan Poole. That was... Stomps on DeMontis Sabonis. That's just over the last two seasons. He and Steve Kerr are sitting there and having a cry? This is the biggest asshole I've seen in this league in a long time. My God. We're supposed to have sympathy for this guy? Get the hell out of here. You know what I won't tell you to get the hell out of here? When you come up to me and you say, Zazlo, how soft are Sheets and Giggles? I'm like, yo, you got to go to sheetsgiggles.com if you want to have the best sleep of your life, the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets, sheetsgiggles.com. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. Made from eucalyptus trees. I got the blankets. I got the pillowcases. I got the comforter. Oh my God. The comforter. It keeps me so cool. I love it so much. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Go to sheetsgiggles.com. They have all kinds of sales and promotions going on all the time. But the very first time that you go to sheetsgiggles.com, Use promo code ZASLOW, Z-A-S-L-O-W. Use promo code ZASLOW at sheetsgiggles.com. You're going to get 20% off your first order. That's right. Promo code ZASLOW, sheetsgiggles.com, 20% off your first order, and you're never going to have to go anywhere else to get your sheets. They're going to get to you right quick, and you're going to be one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. Sheetsgiggles.com, promo code ZASLOW. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Let's let's keep it going here. Draymond Green. Here's PTI yesterday. Pardon the interruption. Tony Kornheiser gives his thoughts on Draymond Green's comments.
1: In other Warriors news, Draymond Green's suspension is over after 12 games. He is expected to play after a week of ramping up. On his podcast, Green said he told Adam Silver he was going to retire. And he said Silver told him he would not let him retire. It's hard to look at this and not think Silver is doing everything he can to get the Warriors into the playoffs, knowing that the Warriors and the Lakers are the two biggest TV draws he has. Both teams below 500 and battling for 10th place in the West.
0: This is not a big deal. This is very obvious to everybody except Draymond Green, if Adam Silver cared about the players. He'd throw you out the league. You are a danger to the other members of your union. This is all about money. It's all about TV. It's all about ratings. It's about the new TV deal that's coming up. Tony Kornhouse is right. And it's not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So after Michigan wins the national championship yesterday, how about Jim Harbaugh? Look, it's a tough spot for these reporters. You got to ask him about all the rumors with the NFL. Here it is. And all his accomplishments and the big person's table. Would you want to add winning a Super Bowl to that?
1: I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that, you know. <laughs> Can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, and next year.
0: Alright, this is not a big deal, because like I said, it's a tough spot for the media, but it's a major story whether or not Harbaugh is going to leave. He did very publicly hire a new agent, Don Yee, who is the same agent as Tom Brady has, uh, so there's a ton of speculation, and Harbaugh's flirted with the NFL really over the last couple of years, and now he just accomplished the main thing, which was winning a national championship, so the media has to ask him about it, and it's not a big deal because it was done the right way. I presume it was not the very first question. And it was also after they won the national championship. Where it's wrong is we had a reporter for 790 Ticket, a real piece of shit, this guy. We had a reporter for 790 Ticket who has to make it all about him. And after Harbaugh back then with Stanford lost in what I believe was the Orange Bowl, must have been the Orange Bowl, this asshole jumped in line to get the very first question To ask Harbaugh right after a huge loss if he's leaving to go to the NFL. And that's a dick move. That's not the way to do it. That's why that guy's not in, in sports radio anymore. Big deal or not a big deal. So we know yesterday on Black Monday, Arthur Smith was fired as head coach of the Falcons. But not before he got very angry at Dennis Allen of the Saints after Jameis Winston decided to take matters into his own hands and not go into victory formation and handed the ball off to Jamal Williams for a touchdown, final score, 48-17. Here's Shannon Sharps' reaction to that. How does this make the Saints look?
3: Bad. Very. Makes, de- makes de- make Dennis Allen look like he's lost control of that locker room. But I'll say this. I would cut Jameis Winston today. I would not want him on my team. That's loser's mentality. And people are say, well, Shannon, what about when Dan Marino fake spiked the ball or Peyton Manning? They were not in victory formation. If you get down, the defense is conceding. If you want to run the ball, let the defense line up. Don't you fool them, think this a victory formation, and then drive off the ball. You mean to tell me that's going rogue? Dennis Allen's gonna probably have to go because his players have no respect for him. Right. He said they sent victory formation in. But we that's right, we made a decision. I'm sorry, Molly. I would okay. cut Jameis Winston today. I would, If I'd have been on that team, let me tell you what, I'd have jumped offside on purpose. Mm. There's a mentality that you got to have if you want to play winning football. Jameis Winston has a loser's mentality. That's why they didn't win in Tampa. That's why t- uh, uh, Tom Brady came there, took the same team, and went to the Super Bowl. Look at what Baker Mayfield did with basically the same team. Got him in the playoffs, something that Jameis Winston couldn't Shannon, do. Let me do me, me a favor. Say that one more time on camera, what you would do. I would cut it. I would cut Jameis Winston
0: today. Yeah, I think this is a big deal, and Shannon Sharp's right. But here's the problem with Shannon Sharp being right. This is a major problem going forward, because if Dennis Allen were to cut Jameis Winston over this, which may be the right thing, if Dennis Allen were to cut Jameis Winston over this, you're going to have a major backlash from the players. You've already had guys Jimmy Graham, Mark Ingram, who have come out on social media and defending Jameis and what an amazing team is. And Jameis is definitely... Really well liked and a really really good teammate. So there's gonna be a major backlash at Dennis Allen. But if Dennis Allen does nothing, well, we've already seen that the players don't listen to him and that the players have no problem disrespecting him because now he looks like an asshole, and now if he doesn't do anything about it, that's a big problem. So what do you do moving forward here? I don't know. But this is a big deal. It's a problem. And that right there is another addition, a big deal, or not a big deal. Yes. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. All right. So tonight we got the Panthers back in action. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. I got to finish Monday Night Raw. I know CM Punk was on Raw last night. We're on the road here to WrestleMania. Raw Rumble's in a few weeks. You know your boys going to Raw Rumble. I'm very, very excited about that. Thanks to everybody who participated in putting the show together today. Uh, just such a great job behind the scenes. I can't put the show on without you guys. Thanks to everybody who listened. We'll talk to you on Zaslow show 2.0 tomorrow. do with that.